0: We're back with another episode of Anand Sahib. Last episode was all about purity. This episode is all about how do we live our life in impurity, in falsehood. I hope you enjoy. We're talking about verse number 19 today. And in this, Guruji starts by saying, inwardly stained and outwardly clean. Outwardly clean and inwardly stained, they have lost the gamble of life. Desire is their greatest infection and makes their minds forget death. From the scriptures, they haven't heard the highest name and roam like a demon. Says Nanak, those who abandon permanence and embrace filth have lost the gamble of life. So the last two verses have been all about this theme of purity and this one continues as well, looking at impurity and purity within. So the Guru begins by saying jiho mele, barho nirmal Inwardly stained and outwardly clean So here we're talking about inward and outer purity Now what does that mean? What we notice if you've been listening to some of the poetry of Anand Sahib for a while You'll notice that the first line of each verse is always repeated by the last line It's almost the same words that are repeated normally by Keha Nanak Nanak says and then repeats Pretty much the first line or the key theme of the Shabad. Now, in this verse, we see that the Guru is using a completely different set of words for the last line. But if we study those words, it'll give us a clarity as to what the inward and outward purity is talking about. In this verse, the last line is So here the last line is talking about abandoning truth and attaching to falsehood. So we can say that the inner purity that the Guru wants us to achieve is about connecting with the truth, with the ultimate permanence, having our awareness on what is permanent in life. And here Guru is talking about being ji Internally, that's not the state that most of us are in. We are actually in a different state of mind. So we're in a state of mind which is kure lage, which is attached to not the permanent truth of life, but the falsehood of life, the things that are impermanent, temporary. And so this is the internal male, the internal filth or cloudiness or pollution that our mind is in. Now, if you remember the last verse introduce this word gurmukh, which is all about the awakened way of living. Well, this whole verse, even though Guru doesn't use the word manmukh, this whole verse is really about that mind-facing, selfish-facing, this self-interested person, which is every single one of us is what is their mindset like and it doesn't matter whether this person is religious or they are materialistic it doesn't matter if they're atheist or spiritual this is really about anyone who lives from the perspective of the individual the i or the me so whether you're religious or worldly both people are often referred to in the guru's wisdom as being blind they're blinded by personal gain, they are blinded by looking at the world through a false lens, and the lens is always from the perspective of me. So, everything that they do is completely misguided. We're always focusing on our actions and doing the right things, and spending very little time focusing on the quality of our awareness. What is the quality of our mind? What is the quality of our mental well being and our mental state? And the Guru is all about trying to show us what is your mental state. The Guru is saying, I'm not interested in what you do on the outside. And whether you look like you're doing all the right things on the outside, the fact is most of us don't have the right mental attitude or the right way of looking at ourselves and looking at the world. So Guru refers to us as people who are looking fine on the outside, nice and clean and pristine, and doing all the right things and all the good actions, but inside we're still clouded, we're still polluted with the wrong way of thinking. So let's look at the the various types of people that we find in the world. Let's look at people who are overtly religious. The religious folks are always interested in doing all the right things, doing all the duties, following all the religious rules, and they're constantly debating uh, wrestling with ideas of what are the things that we should be doing, what are the things that we shouldn 't be doing, and in that frame of mind, you tend to forget why you 're doing it all. What is the ultimate reason when your focus becomes so much about what I need to do and less about why I need to do it the guru is saying well you've you 've now forgotten the ultimate purpose of what you 're trying to do, and you get some Religious people who even become so fanatical that they will judge others, they'll look down on anyone who disagrees with them, anyone who doesn't agree with their way of looking at the world, where their views don't match. And religious fanatics, I would say, is probably one of the main reasons why the vast majority of the world is turning atheist these days. It's actually less to do with the teachings of those traditions and a lot more to do with the fact that people aren't practicing those those teachings well. People are living hip, hypocritical lives where they say they're religious, but they're actually looking a particular way, but acting in a different way. And we see this throughout all religious traditions and all spiritual traditions, but certainly we see it a lot within the Sikh tradition as well. So many people are put off by the actions of people who are so-called religious, and and I even get messages from people all the time saying, you know, my parents or my in-laws, they look like they're very spiritual or they look like they're doing all the religious actions, but they're cruel and horrible people and they're acting very mean and unkindly to me. So what is the point? Is this what the religion teaches? And so many times we see people getting put off just by the entire tradition, by the spiritual tradition, saying, well, if, if the people aren't demonstrating the values of it, if people aren't doing what good, honest people can say, you know what, I can, I can see that this is what the religion is trying to teach, but if the people aren't able to do it, they're saying, well, what's the point of that religion? The religion must be wrong. The spiritual teachings must be wrong because common, ordinary people are able to look at them and saying, well, we don't even have any spiritual background and, and we have greater morals than you. We have greater empathy for others, compassion for others. You don't seem to have those values. So what's going on here? And this is talking to those kinds of people. So the Guru openly talks to these kinds of people and says, look, you need to address how you're living your life. And that it's so easy when we come across verses like this to think, well, the Guru can't be talking about me. Guru must be talking about someone else. I'm not cruel. I'm not mean. I'm not, I'm not doing this or this or this. I'm, I'm doing lots of good things. But the Guru always talks to us. We have to make sure that is there any, any truth in what the Guru is saying? Is there any part of it that I can apply in my life? So the Guru is talking to people who are looking a certain way, but are acting in a different way, who are coming from a different mindset. And it's not just the ones who are religious fanatics, who are quite strong and opinionated and debating. It's also talking to people who are blindly following any religious practices who just do the actions with absolutely no understanding of what the meaning is, what the purpose of it is. And there's a danger in that as well because you can very easily be misguided. You can very easily be convinced that just by doing all the right things, somehow it's all okay. And again, Guru addressed this in the last verse as well, which is saying no actions can trump the mindset. You have to have the right mindset. You have to have the right way of thinking and understanding who you are and what is going on in life and less about thinking about the actions that you have to do. So Guru is not trying to diminish the importance of any religious tradition. The Guru is not saying don't have any spiritual practice or abandon all of your religious practices or rituals. The Guru is saying actually discipline is quite useful. One of the things that comes across again and again, in, in, in certainly from the teachings of, of the Sikh tradition is how useful discipline and practice is in helping to shape your mind when you understand that it's about shaping your mind when you understand that these traditions are not to earn brownie points or so that I can feel better about myself or to do good so that I can feel like I'm doing all the right things I'm meant to do it's not about that it's about letting go of the I it's about doing the practices to start rubbing away at the notion that I am an individual so discipline is very important But it's also just a step to a higher understanding. If you're not getting that higher understanding, then you need to reflect, what is that that practice doing for me? Don't get stuck on religious traditions. Don't get stuck on any religious principles if they don't help you go into that higher level of, of understanding. If it doesn't go deeper into the wisdom itself of washing out the ego, then it's not serving you. Then it's not actually doing anything. If anything, it could be harming you because you might be presenting yourself in a particular way and becoming quite complacent that you can think in a different way. You can think one way and act in a different way. And Guru is saying that that's not where you're in harmony with your inner self and your outer self. They both need to be in harmony. If you look a particular way, if you're doing certain things, then that must be matched with how you think on the inside. And so Guru is pointing out to so many people From various religious traditions saying you've all forgotten what it is you're trying to do you're all forgetting that it's all about seeing the oneness it's about becoming part of that and you're so close by following these religious traditions you're so close and yet you're so far away because you're not allowing that wisdom to really penetrate into your mind but Guru doesn't just talk to religious people. Guru is talking to the atheists and the materialists and the secular and the ones who are saying, I've got nothing to do with, with religion, you know, so you can't teach me anything. But the Guru is saying, well, actually, let's look at how you're living your life as well. The ones who are constantly interested in only material gain or only interested in success, only interested in getting rich. Well, you have your own gods. Your gods is the celebrity culture. Your gods are the rich and the famous. You think that that is the way to gain happiness in the world. And the truth is, Guru is saying, well, they don't know how to be happy either. The religious fanatic doesn't know how to be happy. The worldly fanatic, the materialist doesn't know how to be happy either. And because the materialistic person and the religious person are all being stained. We're all stained with your I amness. You're all stained with your five distractions, which we've covered before, which is your your greed, your attachment, your desires, your rage, your lust for life. All of these things are just constantly, constantly clouding your judgment and you're not able to see what life is really about. So the mind, when it has all of these different distractions, builds this sense of personal superiority, builds this idea that, I only need to do what is right for me. And so these are the people who look a certain way on the outside and are not following that way of thinking on the inside. So this is what Guru is talking about. And Guru carries on by saying, nirmal, tamale, tini janam Those people who are outwardly clean and inwardly stained, they have lost the game of life. So Guru refers to life as a game, as a jua, is a gamble. You are taking a risk. You are, whether you're secular or whether you're religious, you've been playing life wrong. And the reason you've been playing life wrong is both types of mentality have been playing with me as the central character. I am the player of this game. Life is about me earning something in some way. It's about me getting material gain or spiritual gain. It's about me earning in this world. The materialist lives to earn and gain in this world, and the religious person lives to earn and gain in the next world, in the afterlife. So, Guru is saying both of you are playing the game wrong. This is not the way to play this game. The game isn't about personal gain. It's not about me as the central character. You were never meant to be the main character of this game. Aet isna vada roog laga, <laughs> Desire is their greatest infection, which makes their minds forget death. So Guruji reintroduces a word that we've seen previously, which is Trishna. Desire, this constant unending cycle of craving and wanting more. It's saying this is the greatest infection. This has plagued your life. This idea of personal gain. What am I going to do for my life? What is my life about? What am I going to do with my day today? making life about you is a life that is constantly filled with desires to satisfy the you and guru is saying personal gain is an infection you're infected with this and as long as you have this i amness inside you as long as you have your me intact then the symptoms of this infection is desire it's constantly going to be there the me always is going to be unsatisfied the me always needs more and guru is saying let us look at not fixing the symptoms let us look at the root cause of the problem the root cause of the problem is your sense of i amness which is always there you are kure you are stuck with the filth with the temporary nature of yourself and you're not connecting with the such with the permanent nature of yourself this is how most of us live our life and we need to now reflect on What are the things that I need to do differently? Because I need to understand that if I spend my whole life collecting things, then I haven't understood that at any moment this whole world can come crashing down. Every single thing that I collect is going to be taken away from me at some point. So reminding yourself of death is one of the most important lessons of Gurumat spiritual tradition, of Guru Nanak's wisdom, of the wisdom of Sikhi, has always been about, remember, this is not about you. The sooner you can understand your own death, the sooner you can become comfortable with your death, the sooner you can practice dying at every moment and letting go of yourself, the closer you are gonna be to realizing what you really are. Connecting with your absolute true sense. It's not fair to say that, that the majority of the people don't think, think about death because I think there are those people who are very conscious of death and we, in common language, hear things like life is short, carpe diem, seize the day. You never know if, if, if when our time is going to be up. And those kinds of people are perfectly aware that life is coming to an end. But what they do is they use that as an excuse to fast track their gain. So what they do is they say, well, life is coming to an end, so I should just seize the day, which means that I should experience as many exciting things as I can right now. Because who knows how long I have? Who knows how long I'm going to have a healthy body? Even if I grow older, my body's going to deteriorate. I'm young, I'm healthy now, I'm going to get as much as I can. So they use that as a way to fast track their personal gain. Personal gain still hasn't been addressed, still hasn't been understood. They just have death as an excuse that says, well, death is coming, so I need to gain stuff even quicker. And the Guru is saying, the ones who understand that death is coming, the ones who are truly awakened, realize that death is always there. You might be trying to gain small things in life, but the biggest opportunity that life has for you, you haven't understood. You don't seize the opportunity to gain the biggest thing that you need to gain. And the biggest thing that you need to gain is beyond these small little personal gains. It's about transcending yourself itself. So Guru is trying to show you how you can achieve the greatest gain. If that's what you're motivated by, then you can achieve the greatest gain. The greatest gain of the physical world is happiness now. The greatest gain that every single one is, person is looking for is happiness now. Happiness now and happiness in whatever you believe your next life is. Sustained happiness, happiness in this moment, and happiness in the next moment. You can achieve that by transcendence, by awakening. It's the greatest, most important reward that you are born to achieve. You have this available to you, this prize that's available to you. There's a beautiful phrase in in, in Gurbani that says that, why are you trading diamonds for for rubbish? Why, When you have the ability to gain diamonds, why would you trade it away and spend your life trying to pick up grains of sand or rubbish or broken glass? Why is that the thing that you're focusing on when you have something amazing that you can get? So Guru is saying, transcendence, your awakening, realizing your perfection, that's what's available to you. And if you don't experience that, the Gurus are sitting there watching the world and saying, I can't believe that there are so many people who are so close to achieving this thing, who have this thing within them, they have this juice of life within them, they have this ability to experience the greatest experience of life itself, and they haven't understood how to get it. And this is why the Guru sits back and says, sometimes it's just grace. We cannot do anything about it. I cannot convince everyone to change their minds. This is a bigger game that's going on here. And the Guru sit back and say, it's divine grace. It's just a game that's being played. And some people seem to be able to get it. And the vast majority of people are not able to understand this. So you have a great reward awaiting, waiting for you in this life. The reward is to experience the greatest love that you've ever had. It's to experience love at the highest level, peace at the deepest level, tranquility to realize your infinite nature to overcome suffering to enjoy and celebrate life in its in its all its glories that is available to you and your time is running out life is an opportunity and that opportunity is here and now so don't waste it in building bridges with sandcastles and what guru means by that is you are building bridges with everything that is going to die because you're going to die So remember death at every moment. And those people who are plagued with desire, plagued with the personal sense of self, they have forgotten death completely. Guru goes on to say, Veda me naam uttam so surhenahi, pireji o betalia. From the scriptures, they haven't heard the highest name and roam like a ghost. And the gurus are saying that, look, how many masters have been sent to the world? How many enlightened people have come to explain the same message? How many scriptures have been here to show you this is the way? For centuries, for thousands of years, this wisdom has been here with mankind and the wisdom's not being heard. There are so many spiritual masters who come and deliver a message And yet that message gets corrupted over a while it gets twisted by people who are stuck in personal gain people who haven't understood the message and try to use that as a way to control people to to get more money out of people to get people to do things in a certain way to get people to worship them so that they can feel superior anyone who's stuck in personal gain will twist the spiritual message and out of that we see so many wars that have been fought in the name of religion, so many lives lost, so much hatred and discrimination, all in this delusion of personal gain, all out of a sense of personal grandeur, self superiority. The people who haven't understood that it isn't about the me seem to somehow use religion as a way to build the me even more, seem to use wealth and money and power and use those things to get more and more people to give them a greater sense of gain. So those kind of people, Guru is saying, that they haven't understood the wisdom, they haven't heard what the Masters and the spiritual scriptures are saying, and they are walking around like ghosts, like demons. They haven't understood that the awakened Master is here to look at the world, to teach the world, that it is an illusion. They haven't understood. The awakened master is here to show you that life is an illusion and because they are the only ones who realize life is a dream. Imagine you understood that the world was a dream and we're all gonna wake up from this dream and you couldn't explain it to anyone. This is the frustration of the spiritual master, the one who knows it all but has has to take a step back and say, I can't change the world because they're not seeming to understand this. When you understand that the world is a dream, when you understand life is a dream, think about your dreams. If you were in your dream and you realized that it was a dream, you wouldn't take it so seriously. The reason we have all of our dreams and we get so lost in them and we, we believe in the story is because we've forgotten that it's a dream. We don't realize it's a dream. Now, within that world of dreams, if somebody was there to shake you and say, look, this is not real, if you understood that this isn't real, if you understood that all of this is, is, is going to go in a, in a few minutes because you're going to wake up, then how would your life interact with that dream? How would you be in that dream? You would interact with it in such a different way because you would not take things so seriously. You would relax. You would enjoy You would do things in there knowing that I don't need to focus on trying to gain something because this whole world is going to collapse around me. And that's what the the, the spiritual masters are saying. That same analogy works for life itself. Don't build up your life in such a way, in such a delusion, that you think that it's somehow going to stick, somehow it's going to last. It's not. It's not going to last at all. So from the moment you were born, you were destined to die. From the moment... You were born, you fell asleep into this dream, and you were destined to wake up out of this dream. And the gurus are saying that those who are asleep in this, it's almost as though they're watching living corpses. They're looking at people saying, I can see that you're all about to die. Every single person in the whole world has to end at some point. And the guru is saying, why are you decorating a corpse? Why are you taking so much pride in your body that your body has to somehow look great. Why are you taking so much pride in your body? And remember, we're not talking about not staying healthy and not wearing nice clothes, that's not what the Guru is saying. What the Guru is saying is this delusion that I am something so important. And the Guru is saying, understand, this is a body that is dying. One of the things I like to think about when we think about birth is every year we celebrate our birthday like we've gained something new. I used to be 20, now I'm 30. I've gained more years. But the way to think about it is every single year, you're not gaining, you're losing. Every single birthday, you're one step closer to your death. So you are celebrating milestones that are all leading you to fall off this cliff, the cliff of life, which is death itself. So you're actually your most oldest the day you're born. Everything after that, you're not getting older, you're getting younger. Time is running out more and more and more. So you need to start thinking about life in a different way, which is life is running out. And I'm not saying this to scare you. That's not what the Guru is trying to do. It's trying to wake you up to say, look, don't build bridges here. This isn't what life is about. So Guru is saying you are taking life way too seriously. You're building way too solid bricks and, and, and bridges into this world that is a world made of sand. And the Guru says, you're walking around like it's real, but even you're not real. The world around you is not real and you're not real. And so Guruji is saying, it's like you are walking demons or ghosts. You're already dead. You're already destined to die. And this is the message of Guru to try to shake up the manmukh mindset, the self-facing mindset. The last verse was all about the gurmukh, the ones who've, who've worked this stuff out. This is the mindset of people who are still asleep and need to be shaken with some harsh words. And the Guru is saying, You're a ghost, you're diseased, you're forgetting death. Look at the words that the Guru is using to say, Look, let's move on from this. And the final line, Guruji introduces a very interesting word here. Nanak, jin sach tajya, kure lage, tini janam juhay Says Nanak, Those who abandon permanence and embrace filth have lost the gamble of life. The Guruji uses a very interesting word, which is koor. And in normal, common Punjabi, the word koor actually means garbage, the stuff that's in your bin, filth, rubbish. And it's saying that you have attached yourself, koore lage, you've attached yourself to garbage. This whole world is rubbish. And there's a very interesting verse in the Asadivar which goes into a lot more detail as to what in life is rubbish. What is delusional? What is the falsehood? What is the ultimate truth of life? In Guru Nanak Dev Ji's there's a beautiful salok, which is Kud Raja, Kud Parja, Kud False kings, false followers, false is the whole world. Kud Mandap, Kud Mari, Kud Besanhar. False thrones, false mansions, false are those who live in them. Koord soina, koord rupa, kur pandanhaar. False gold, false silver, false are those who wear them. Kur kaya, koord kapad, koord roop False bodies, false clothes, false is incomparable beauty. Kur miya, kur bibi, kap kar, False husbands, false wives, they argue and waste away. Kur kure neho laga, visriya kartar the false are in love with the false and forget the Creator. Kisanal kiche doshti sabjag jalanhar. Whom shall I befriend? The whole world shall pass away. Kood mitha kood maqio kood dubepur. False is sweetness. False is honey of attachments. False are the boatloads of people who drown. Nanak vakhane binti tudbaj koor. Nanak speaks this prayer, without you, all is false upon false. So Guruji is making so much clarity here, saying every single thing in your life that you try to gain, all of these things are false. Nothing is going to go with you. And the ending line of this Asadivara verse is without you, everything is false. So let's go back to our understanding of oneness. Without the divine perspective, which you can call hukam, shabad, naam, All of these things all mean the same thing. The divine way of understanding yourself, the totality of the whole universe, is what you really are. Without that, everything is is false. Everything is garbage. This is not the story of you, the individual. This is the story of that permanent, timeless essence, the truth, the oneness, whatever name you want to give it. This is the only character that is playing all the parts of the universe. And without this realization, without this highest truth, anything you do is a falsehood because anything you do is with the delusion that I am doing something. And nothing in this mindset counts. No work that you do, no charity work that you do, no work that you do to fix the world or or, or improve the lives of millions of people, none of that stuff actually counts if you had an opportunity to realize your totality, if you didn't understand your totality, you've wasted this most precious opportunity. And the Guru is saying that ultimately, if you don't understand the totality of what you're doing, no matter what you do, there's an element of personal gain. There's an element of you trying to do it, even if it is just for you to make yourself feel better. And if you're doing something for personal gain, then you somehow believing in the delusion That you yourself are important. So Guruji is saying, why focus on personal gain? Look at the game of life itself. Why are you playing the game of life in this way that you're trying to earn lots of points and pick up lots of pieces and gain lots of things when the final move in this game is to let go of everything? The final move in this game of life is that everything has to go away. If we understand this, the manamokha mindset, then the Guru says you will be able to follow the Gurmukh, be the Gurmukh, follow the Guru's instruction and be Guru-facing, and that is the way to find divine bliss. Answer these questions either by writing them down or discussing them in a group. Are there times when there is a conflict between your inner mindset and outer actions? Reflect on any spiritual or religious actions you perform and why? Do you think that desires can be a disease for you? How would remembering death regularly impact your life? Hi, this is Sapal Singh. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. If you'd like to help us create more spiritual content, then head over to our website nanaknamorg forward donate and think about setting up a regular monthly donation. We're a 100% non-profit organization, so all your donations go directly into the charity and help us to create and share Gurmat spiritual wisdom. With your support, we're taking Gurmat Global.